0: Well, good morning, and it's good to see all your shining faces. It's good to see half of our family is back from missionary work. (laughs) Um, Just some of the things. They're going to come up here and share with us just a little bit about their trip. Just give us kind of a highlight. What was their highlight moment of the trip, if they can pick one? I think I, uh, I've been looking at some of their, I was looking at some of their stuff online and I think that they got ministered to more than they actually went to go minister. <laughs> um, but just real quick before they come up, our guys, if you don't mind making your way up here, those of you that are going to just share with us real quick. Um, just real quick, I just want to remind you guys that we're having Ryan Benyaz coming April 2nd and 3rd, so don't miss it. That guy is cray-cray. Um, The other thing is we have our camping trip coming up April 22nd through 24th. So if you have not paid, please go on the app and pay. There's a section called camping. It's called Core Camping Trip Fund. Um, And if you don't know if you paid, if you don't know about the app, and if you don't know anything, Sarah is back there and she knows everything. Anything you want to know, even if it's not camping, Sarah knows everything. (laughs) Um, Also, we, this sounds really weird. We had a, um, we were going to schedule a worship night, which we were going to call Encounter Night on March 18th. But we're going to change that to a date that we don't have yet. Because the youth are going to a, that one right there. Um, so if your kids are interested, if you guys are interested in attending, please see this awesome lady in the front, in the middle, down the center here. Um, what else? What else? I think that's it. can be Ryan Benyau. Yeah. So again, if you guys have been following along with these awesome people that went on this trip... I think the looks on their faces from their pictures, I think they were more ministered to mm-hmm. than, I think the Mexican culture got gypped a little bit because I think they got more ministered to than <laughs> they actually went to get, do ministry. Uh, but you guys, if you don't mind, coming up here. Up here, up there. So
1: actually, yeah, we need them to come oh. up So we're, we're down a to cameraman today, so I need y'all to come up here, stand front and center. Uh, we're going to do just a real couple of minute uh, quick highlight, the, the biggest highlight uh, for y'all. And uh, Mary, Mary, come on, you come on up and go first. Come on. Here you go. Brent, if you can, stand here in the center so that we can make sure and catch it all. There we
2: okay, so um, there, there are many highlights, but I think, um, I did lose my voice, so sorry. Um, one of the things that I really did enjoy was Sunday uh, morning service and evening. Uh, evening service. <laughs> evening service and um, it was just the way the Lord was ministering um, to the church, but especially to the pastors, to the leadership team. And um, there was one lady where we were already done, um, the team that I was in, and she was cleaning the, the, the church. She was sweeping, and we were in the back um, speaking to the director of the school because where we were at, it wasn't a church. It was a, a, a kid's um like a youth organization where they feed the kids they go and pick them up so it wasn't a church Um, the church that we were supposed to got canceled so after service we went to the back and um, the director he was showing us everything you know what they wanted to do Um, they feed the kids they go and pick them up from door to door and everything and the lady that was sweeping she ended up coming to the back because we were praying for them And it was so beautiful how she got activated, like the Holy Spirit just blew up and just came out. And she was she's called to be an intercessor and she just got activated and she laid hands on two people and they got slain in the spirit. So that's how powerful the presence of the Lord came through her and just ministered. Um, and that's what he was doing. Um, it, he was activating the leadership, activating the, the pastors in such a way, such a beautiful way that love was ministering through their hearts and everything. So, yeah. back.
3: She's holding back. So, uh, so Sunday they divided the groups, and um, I think it was a total of 16 churches. So uh, different groups went out to minister, and uh, one of the churches that I ended up going to was a little small church, probably like, um, I want to say probably at least like 70 by 70 feet. It's real small. And the pastor, he had some four by eight boards on the side, and that's where he slept at. You know, you could see his bed, and it's, it was on the side. So, um, you know, there was a freedom in all these churches that we went to, and I think it ministered a lot to them because they were not accustomed And especially the the group that we had, you know, they just went in there and did their thing. You know, they were just Holy Spirit-led, and there was a lot of testimonies in that. But um, where we were at, uh, after—because there were certain speakers that had to speak. There was one speaker, second speaker, and then there was a closer. And um, once we finished, the pastor got on the mic, and he had said that they had given him a word on December 31st of last year— that there were going to be some missionaries coming in there to give a word to his church. So he got on the mic and he said that that day was fulfilled, that prophecy was fulfilled today. So afterwards, he came up to us, and um, you could just feel a pull. So we got to praying for him, and all of a sudden, he just breaks down. He breaks down to his knees, and he's weeping. And afterwards, after he got up, he told us that after it had been two and a half years since he got kicked out of his church, and they told him that he was worthless. So he he was dealing with a lot of depression. So when we got to praying for him, he said that somebody put a finger on his heart, and he could feel it penetrating all the way to his heart. And then that's when he fell down to his knees, and he felt the weight fall off from his shoulders and off of his head. And he said that area that where he was at, the Lord told him that he was going to give him that area to work in. So that area where he was at, two and a half years ago, was very populated with a lot of gangs. So him and a group walked around that area prophesying and praying over it. And the Lord gave him that establishment. So he said that when he fell to his knees and we told him that Jesus loved them it broke up even more because it's been over two years since he heard somebody tell him that the Lord loved him. So he got a lot of confirmation. He was extremely happy. And the whole way back, because he had to drop us off back at the hotel, you could just see an excitement and you could see just a a confirmation that the Lord was still with him. And he was just so blessed and he blessed us as well. And it was just an, an awesome trip.
4: Okay, so I didn't know what I was going to share, because there's, there's a lot, like, I'm still debating, but I'm just going to go, just one, 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 okay, um, I feel bad, because everyone's sharing Sunday, but Sunday was such a, just a big day, because um, like they were saying, you know, we did, I think it was 16, or was it 15 churches in the morning, and then 16 at night, I believe is how it worked out, um, and so... Um, our evening service was just amazing. Um, so that's the one I'll, I guess I'll share, but, um, I actually wasn't scheduled to speak, but, you know, I have a big mouth. And so, um, I, <laughs> I, um, uh, we, we got together, our group that went and it was so, um, it was so, I don't know how you explain that. Like the perfect people were at the perfect church at the perfect time, if that makes sense. Like it was such a Holy Spirit led like situation And so every single person there was speaking about love, and like no one had talked about what they were going to talk about or anything like that. And so the church that we went to was actually called um, Prince of Peace. And so the whole way to the church, I'm praying, and like, I'm like, okay, God, like, what do you have for them? What are you going to do? How are you going to show up? You know, whatever. And so I got a word for them, and so I was not scheduled to speak, but we get into a circle and we're like, okay, we're going to pray and, you know, whatever, right? We want to go in as a unit and walk as a unit and all of that. And so I shared the word that I had with the person who was leading that service, and they're like, so you want the mic? And I'm like, no, 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 I didn't say that. I was going to share with you so that you could share with the congregation. Um, But, of course, um, yeah. So anyway... Um, towards the end of our service, um, I kind of, that I had a a word for them and it was about them bringing peace to their community their nation, you know, their city, but they were doing it by receiving strategies and creating what that community needed to bring them peace. Whether it was... um, you know, a children's center, or was this, or it was that, like, all these little things that they needed in their community to bring their community peace, like, that's how that church was going to act, that's how they were going to step out, and so in that, I kept hearing the, um, what Ryan and uh, Dub had shared about the footprints, like, how creation reacts to our footprints, and so I was like, okay, it's going to get weird, sorry, guys, and so um, this is a congregation where, like, you don't do weird. Okay. So I was already feeling some kind of way. And so I was like, okay. And I have a translator, right? And so I'm like, tell them to take their shoes off. And they're like, what? Um, Yeah. So that was me. Sorry. Um, But anyway, I, I I wanted them to take their shoes off and I wanted them to step out and activate their voice and also activate the authority that they have in their community. And so little did they know I was basically trying to get them to do a prophetic act. And so Anyway, so I had them do that and it was really, I mean this this night was crazy. So after that, we have the guy come in and we're closing and all of this is just about God's love, right? It's all everything that we spoke about was God's love and you could feel the presence so strong there. So at the end, we do an altar call and we just start praying for people and it's so intense. Like I can't even explain. Like I don't even know. It was just intense literally ash starts falling from the ceiling. I have never seen this before in my life. I have pictures because <laughs> I was like what is this? What's happening? Um but like it started on the stage. We were praying for praying for the pastors and then it like we looked down and then it's all in the congregation. It was really crazy. And so um anyway as we're praying one of the guys comes up and he he's explaining to our translator I didn't want to come today because we knew that we were having guests and I don't have good socks to wear. And he was like, but no one's going to ask me to take my shoes off, right? <laughs> so, so then he explains, he's like, But I love that she, like, that word was for me because it showed me that even if I don't have shoes or socks to wear to church, like, I still have authority. God still gives me that authority and I can still walk in it. And so it was just awesome because he took that as like a, even if that word was for nobody and I got really weird for nobody else, like, it was for him. And so I felt like that was awesome. Um, And so then that led into more, but um, I can't share that while recording. So anyway, it was just amazing. So.
5: So that that was really hard when she said, you know, one thing, basically. (laughs) Uh, Because it was everything. But I think what stood out to me the most was the collision of two faiths. The faith that we had, whether we knew for sure we were chosen, the faith that we had to get on the plane and be there, and the faith that they had that we were the answer to their prayer. And the power that God was able to release through a willing vessel and a hungry heart. The amount of miracles, it didn't matter who you were. You were there. He was going to use you. You saw healing. You saw freedom. uh, You saw deliverance taking place. And it was all through love. We all went up there with a heart, a posture, heart in love. And the people were able to receive exactly what they needed in every single place that we were at. And that was what I came home with, just what God can do between the two faiths. Your measure plus my measure equaled his, his response. It was beautiful.
6: Um, so we went to three crusades where you know, we were witnessing miracles happening in front of us each and every night. Um, And uh, we, um, so there was the stage where the main uh, speakers, the main pastors were speaking to, and then we were at the bottom literally praying for the people there. And, um, you know, all these people believed that we were sent, and I still wasn't sure of that, okay? So I'm praying for them and, and believing, right, that God would heal them. And, um, you know, so they, at the end, they would say, hey, did anybody get healed? And, you know, a lot of people would go. I mean, some, like, old lady walked, that she was in a wheelchair. And also, um, there was a blind lady that was able to see. I mean, miracles like that were happening every night. Um, and then um, uh, my, my wife, on Sunday, my wife spoke in the, in the morning. And I was scheduled to uh, both translate in the morning and the afternoon. But I was also speaking in the afternoon, that, or that evening, rather. And um, so I had two hours to, to get ready for what I was going to say. So I started putting some stuff on my phone, some quotes, some Bible verses, and some things that I some some biblical words that are hard to translate in Spanish. So I show up, and they were started the, the worship already by the time we got there. And. Um, so then uh, then the, the pastor tells me, here, I'm going to introduce you, meeting me and me, and then I will introduce the speakers as they come. So I go, great. So I introduced the first speaker, and I had to stay there on the, on the microphone because I'm translating for for the other speakers that were there. And then I was second, um, the second speaker, so then I take out my phone and grab my notes, and my notes were gone. I was... Um, and all this on the way there, the girls that were speaking, they were freaking out, right? It's like, how many people was going to be there? And they, they got, the pastor said about seventy to eighty. They're like, oh no! So they were freaking out, and I'm like, you got this, you know? You know, I, you know, pray over them. It's like, it's, you know, you you've, you were made for such a for stay as this. I'm, and I'm like, I'm all cool because I got my notes, right, to remind yeah. me what I'm. And then I show up, and then no notes. Um, so I just spoke from my heart and, um, I, I give a little bit of my, uh, my testimony and, um, at the end, um, God started saying, okay, so, um, I, I felt like there was somebody with a neck issue and I asked her, um, there was a lady, she came out to the front, we prayed for her, she got healed and then my wife said, ask them if they have any, anybody with stomach issues, so, like it's pain right now in their stomachs and surrounding area in the stomachs and. Uh, three ladies came originally, and then a fourth one came out, and all, all of them were healed. Um, so the pastor comes out to the front and says, okay, I've never seen this before. You know, so far, there are 100%, you know, healings happening here. And, and uh, he said, I've never seen, I mean, I've seen the healings before, but he's never seen it the way we did it, which was in a loving in quiet kind of way we basically we touched them we you know put the put our hands in their heart and just love on them for a little bit and then when we prayed we weren't screaming and and saying all this and at the end we ended up hugging them they ended up on the floor and all of a sudden they were healed it was all about love and just on so my message happened to be about love you know it's, it's, it was amazing how God showed up and, 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 and basically showing me that I was in fact Um, sent, you know, and I mean, after that, all the entire church was in the front getting prayed for. I don't know how many healings happened in the end. I'm hoping that we, I did friend the pastors on Facebook, so I'm hoping that we get some testimonies afterwards. Some of them, there's a lady with cancer. There were other ladies with other things that you don't know um, until, you know, the doctor checks them and see how that happens. But we believe that they were all healed. And another thing, so we we stepped up on this and, and the expenses of this, um, in, in faith, and in, uh, a lot of uh, the expenses were absorbed by our personal finances in there, but when we came back, there was a deposit of $1,908 from the attorney general, from child support, from our kids, that are, they're already in their 30s, okay? So, <laughs> it's like, God is good.
1: That is awesome. Stay right here for a second. Let's give the Lord a hand clap, yeah? Can you, can you, let me have this one. Can you go on that side? Here, uh, we're going to pray for them, uh, for what they for what they did, for the words they spoke, for the steps they took, and for the actions that were set. Um, we know that the nothing of the Lord. Uh, we always say His nothing of His word returns void, right? His word it does not return void, but it's actually it actually is every aspect of Him because He is the Word. So everything done in him, through him, and by him, it doesn't return void. But we just want to pray for all of those actions, right? So if y'all would just join with us. Father, man, we just thank you so much for this entire journey, this trip. We thank you that uh, a piece of CORE was able to go and share uh, the freedom that we have had and the insight and the love. But most of all, they were able to take your heart, Uh, In your actions to a group of people all around another country. And we just thank you, Father. We pray for every word spoken, even the looks that the people saw on their faces, the the, the feelings that they got in the atmosphere when they walked in, or even just standing there next to them and the the hug that, that our people gave them. We pray for every one of those actions and insights to not just bring a little fruit, Lord, But it's time for big fruit. We pray for multiplication, not addition. We pray for a continual uh, connection as Eric made some connections there. Lord, we want to hear the testimonies of what you did. And we pray for every one of those people that they came in contact with and every bit of work that they did for you and through you. We seal it by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Let's give the Lord another hand. Amen. Man, thank you guys so much. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Woo. Man, he's good, amen? So, um, I know Tabitha was here, but she disappeared on us. Shame, shame. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll tell her later. But yesterday, uh, how? Many, so guys that went shooting yesterday, lift your hand up there, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. We had a lot of fun. Ronnie and Wayne are still out there. Um they had a bunch of boxes of Tannerite. Amen. <laughs> I was like, uh, "Peace out, homies. <laughs> it's time to go." No, um, man, we had a lot of fun, and I really wanted to uh, thank Ronnie and Tabitha. Man, they really, um, you know, they've got such a great heart. And Tabitha actually made us—I don't—I don't—I guess like keychains and things like that. And there was this uh, koozie everybody's we had a gift bag we went shooting and we got a gift bag right and we all got a koozie that had our name on it you know I was going to bring it today and put my water in it and I totally walked out the door and forgot uh and it's got core church on it I mean you know it just it's just amazing and so uh it was a lot of fun it was really good uh I was only able to stay for uh two or three hours and it was just really awesome and there she is don't leave early again no just kidding Man, thank you so much. Really, we love your heart, man, and just how you just did this stuff for us, man. So awesome. Ronnie took all the credit, but we know that it's not Ronnie. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, okay, all right. So, um, yeah, it was a lot. Did you guys have fun? Yeah, we tore up, we, we tore up all of Ronnie's metal targets, man, all his steel plates. We're burning some lead. All, man, we're sitting there, and I'm just watching $1, $2, $3. Man, I bet we spent $1,000 yesterday, (laughs) at least. We found out who's a good shot, and uh, who needs to improve? (laughs) We had a lot of toys out there. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and uh, that really came from Eric, and and Eric's really um, just wanted to gather the the men together and do some things. I know that you ladies are doing some things, and... um, so thank you, bro, for, for pushing into that, you know, and Ronnie and Tabitha, thank you for offering your place and going above and beyond, you know, to bless the guys. It's, this, is what, this is what family's all about, amen? Yeah? Cool. All right, where's our kiddos? Yeah? All right, man, y'all look good this morning, so ready, set, go. Yeah? I guess Lydia's ready. Whether or not, here they come. <laughs> um, so are y'all doing good this morning? Man, um, there is, um, there's quite a bit going on and, and things are changing and moving and we're trying to figure some things out and do some things and, um, real excited about Ryan Pena coming. He's, you know, highly prophetic. Um, and I mean, y'all were here. It was, it was just, it was just cool. Last time he came, um. Uh, we've been talking a little bit. Pretty excited. I do want to ask this morning. Um, uh, one of our, um, I, I've become very close. Um, Raquel and I have with the Ferris family, and I know some of y'all are pretty close with Craig and, and Shannon. And you know, their family is an important part uh, to here at Core Church, and. Um, um, man, they are, you know, they, they, they took a position up at uh, uh, Dub's place uh, as pastors, and man, it's rough. Like, uh, they got up there, and um, the house they were going to be moving into fell apart, and so now they're in a trailer and a camper in the church parking lot, and there is a house available to them, but it's freezing up there, and there's no hot water in any of the three. So they're in two little, a camper and a trailer uh, with 12 kiddos, and they've had no hot water uh, for about three days. Uh, They've got a house they're looking at, I believe, on Monday, or they're supposed to come available on Monday. But listen, the house is actually too small for them. I think it's 2,100 square feet. Uh, Craig and Shannon need like 4,500 square feet at least. So, what I want to ask, uh, just like I would do for any of y'all, is uh, that we could remember and join uh, and have them lifted up. If you could beseech heaven for God to do something miraculous, um, excuse me, to provide a, a home for them in Amarillo, excuse me, man, sorry, um, can we do that? Yeah? Can y'all remember to just continue to beat heaven for them? They, they've got till tomorrow. Uh, something was supposed to break open tomorrow, but it's not big enough, and I just don't think that um, someone like their, like them, their family, that has given so much for so many years, um, I'm going to step out and say that they deserve uh, a better place, right? So, Father, we just come together, and we simply ask for the Ferris family. Uh, for You said that you make a way where there is no way, so we're asking you to do that right now for them on their behalf. They need a place to live. They need a place that suits them uh, and their kids. And uh, uh, that needs to be uh, in Amarillo, uh, not outside of that. That's where they need to be. And so, Father, we're asking for those specifics because you said to ask and you would do. So we ask you in Jesus' name and we believe together. Amen. Amen. Uh, Cool. I feel like there was other things. Um, You talked about the rescheduling of the encounter night. Yeah, and all that good stuff. All right, um, and um, yeah, we didn't realize that um, I'm gonna mess it up. If you're a rap fan, forgive me. I know Lecrae, and I like I like Lecrae, man. But I can't say is it Eminem or Eminem or I don't know. Yeah, that that guy. He's coming, and uh, he decided to come in on the same night that we made a worship night, and so like half the church is going to. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that one. I'm in agreement. You don't have to fight with me. I'm in agreement. <laughs> uh, I did get it right when you said it. Uh, turn with me to the book of Ephesians. Our, man, the TVs were working this morning and something happened. I don't know what happened. So we got the landlord uh, on the hook. He's going to uh, take a look at it again and try to try to get us sorted out. Um, I want to start something this morning, um, it may take a, a, a couple of weeks and we've, we've, we dabbled in here before, um, on this specific topic, but, um, I really felt the need, uh, to come back to this and, and try to go a little deeper. So I'm asking the Lord for some deeper clarity cause I, I, I know where I'm starting, um, But I want to talk to you this morning about grace. Um, You know, coming out of of, um, the religious mindset and the religious ways of doing things, um, being so bound, uh, oh, pause. Not a rabbit trail, but a back trail, right? Let me back up for a second because something I was going to mention, what you were talking about, um, Rebecca, you said something when you were explaining uh, your highlight there and uh, the Lord reminded me of something that, um, so one of our biggest, our, our biggest uh, heart here at CORE is family number one and freedom number two, right? And uh, that's like this morning, not to embarrass at all, but Laura's sitting over here leaning against the wall, drawing during worship or painting. She's an amazing artist, right? And that's perfectly okay, right? Kids are flagging. I, I love it that they, I know they're maybe in the back because whatever reason, but I love it, and they step out, and I love the freedom, but um, we also have to be careful that in in our charismatic circle, that we are full Holy Ghost believing stuff, sometimes we can get a little religious in our freedom, you know what I'm talking about, where people think that you have to laugh, or you're not encountering the Holy Spirit, and I'm not knocking laughing, don't, don't go there, YouTubers watching, don't, don't, that's not what I said, um, getting drunk in the spirit, all, all those things. Sometimes we get in that religious locked in that, oh, that has to happen. or and, and that's another form of bondage to another religious way of thinking, right? And so what I love about you guys is we've been pushing into what real freedom looks like. And we're stepping in as a safe place for God to let us step in and, and learn and grow into that whether you're standing in front of the speaker, you're sitting back in your chair, you're up here flagging or you're over here drawing or you're screaming your guts out in the back or you know or whatever you you get so overwhelmed that you hit all the wrong chords um and throw off the timing Thank you. I thank you. I appreciate that. But what I love is that so when you all went down there to Honduras, right, and where you went and stepped, you took the freedom that we have stepped into here, and that's why there was a difference, right? There was a, Eric, you actually said that part about how they were saying it was, di- y'all, y'all did things different and in love, right? And that's what I absolutely, Raquel and I are proud, proud to be in this house, with what you guys are stepping into. There's nothing wrong with being, pr- being proud about that, right? Um, and I love it that y'all went and walked out what we've been pressing into uh, for these you know, past few years, and I love it. And I wanted to make mention that that right there is what the gospel is really all about. That is exactly what it is. It's the kingdom. You went down there and you released our portion, your part of our portion of the kingdom is what you went down there and released. And all uh, five of y'all did it differently, right? So now come back, Ephesians 3. And the reason I, I wanted to go back to that is because that is a perfect setup and segue into talking about grace. Uh, and I'm not going to uh, keep us long. Or I know it's, it's noon now, um, I kind of want to set a a foundation for us to jump off into the next uh, maybe two, maybe three weeks. So for so many years, um, we understood that grace, excuse me, was unmerited favor. Anybody heard that one? Y'all know that, right? Unmerited favor. Did you ever go, what the heck does that mean? I did. I didn't know what unmerited. What does that mean, unmerited? And then you find out it's King James speak. And it simply means that uh, thou dost not deserveth it. (laughs) Right? Then we move a little forward and, you know, the Holy Ghost falls, Azusa Street, and we get into thou dost not deserveth it. Shondai. And it kind of stuck there. Unmerited favor, and that is actually not the full depth of uh, or the depth of the definition. Um, oh, it's gone like Eric gone, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um. So here's here's um, when we start looking at the definition of the word grace. Um, it is something that is freely giving. It is unmerited favor and the love of God. Um, it is also the influence or the spirit of God operating in humans to regenerate or strengthen them. And that is the real definition of grace. Let me read it again. Uh, the influence of the Spirit of God operating in humans to regenerate or strengthen them. Does that make sense? Um, it is also another is a, a virtue or an excellence of divine origin. Um, everything about you is divine. Oh. Hmm. Right now somebody's ready to throw tomatoes at YouTube. Man, have y'all been seeing some of the comments they've been putting on the Instagram and stuff? Ooh. Man, I've been blocking and deleting. Block, delete, block, delete. I don't got time for that. I did all my fighting before Christ. I ain't got time for all that right now. You want to fight? Go somewhere else. But man. Everything about you is divine. Were you you created by Tesla? No. We were created by God. We were created by the very creation author. The one who simply blinked and said, let there be light. That's who made us. You and I, all of our DNA, the inside of us, who we are, it's divine. You're divine at your core. Now, granted, I know there's we're, you know, we're born and we have to be born again, and, and, and I, I know all that. I get that. What I'm saying is that even the people that have not had that revelation that they're a son or a daughter, even those people have that divine part of God in them because that's where they were created from. That's where they came from, right? They just haven't come to the revelation of that. Now, we're not going to jump off into the theology of where are they going to heaven or hell. Put that aside. What I'm getting at is that when God looks at every single person in this world, He actually sees them as His son or His daughter. He sees them as the finished work that He paid for, that He designed them for. Does this make sense? And so the virtue or excellence of divine origin is actually in all of us. Uh, Let me read this definition one more time. It's the influence or the spirit of God operating in humans to regenerate or strengthen them. So what do I mean by that? Um, We're going to dive into some scripture here, but I wanted to lay this foundation, grace is actually the thing that strengthens you and I to do what we do. <clears throat> the, 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 the way that you and I are empowered is not by like Popeye eating spinach, but by the grace of God that is working through us, but also the grace of God that he instilled in you already. Each of you already has a grace and i 'm going to prove it to you here in a second um, since you don't believe me, it sounds like anyway um, let's go to Ephesians chapter three I'm going to jump around a little bit this morning just to set a foundation and then we're going to backtrack and, and really dive in. Um, so in, in chapter three, um, which man ephesians is is just so amazing I, I kind of <laughs> I kind of hate to just start right in the middle of the book, right? I love to like read the whole thing and get all the context. So I would really challenge you all to go back today after we read this today, go back and read the whole six chapters. like it 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 probably wouldn't take you know five or ten minutes. but in in chapter three verse one, Paul says uh, that you know, for this reason, I'm the prisoner um, of Jesus Christ for the sake of you Gentiles. He's speaking to You know, Ephesus uh, was a, um, uh, it was actually a Roman uh, city port. Uh, There's about 250,000 people in that city at this time. So that's kind of like Woodlands, Conroe, Willis, Magnolia, all put together. Uh, It's about that. Um, It was a major uh, staging point uh, for the armies. It was also a trading center. And it was a real, like, uh, real affluent city. And, uh, but... These were not, you know, God-fearing uh, uh, Jewish people who believed in Jehovah. And so he's speaking to them because there's already a church. They've gone and they've established a church there. And uh, so he's speaking to these people. And he's, that's why he's saying, hey, um, that I am the prisoner of Jesus for your sake, right? He lays out pretty clearly that I'm doing, I'm doing what I do for you. Right. And he says, uh, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace, which was given to me for you. Does that make sense? Uh, Verse three. uh, So that by revelation, there was made known to me the mystery as I wrote before in brief. Uh, And he goes on to to talk about it. Uh, But what he states in this verse two is that there is. Um, the, the gift, the grace that was given to him is for the Jewish people. Now we know, or for the Gentile people. Now we know that that was Paul's um, big push is that he was, I mean, he was good, right? He was good at taking the good news of the kingdom to all these places like that. Why was he good at it? Because he studied hermeneutics and homiletics or because he knew the, the Septuagint? Or he had his lexicon and he went to Hal Lindsey School of Biblical Theology 108? No. He knew because there was a divine grace instilled in him to be able to bring the good news. It was a strength that he had. Yes? Make sense? That was his gift. Um, Verse 4, by referring to this, uh, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. Amen. Uh, To be specific, uh, verse 6, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise. In Jesus Christ through the gospel. So he lays out what his mission is. And what the mystery that he got insight into was. The mystery. You got to remember at this time. Um, man there was a lot of a lot of segregation man. The Jewish folks thought that. Uh, this was just their deal. And that's it. Can't bring them Gentiles in here. Are you crazy? You don't do that. They were. No, 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 no. But. The reality was, is God's heart was and always has been for everybody. And the revelation of that came through and the grace or the strength or the influence to be able to take that to the world is what was instilled in Paul. Does that make sense? And so he goes on, but in verse seven, I love this. He says, um, uh, back up to verse six, a little and fellow partakers of the promise In Christ Jesus through the gospel, verse seven, of which I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me according to the working of his power. Verse eight says to me, the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ, and to bring light, uh, what or to bring to light what is the administration of mystery, for which ages have been hidden in God who created all things, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known throughout the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. Verse 11, this was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ, in whom we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. See, Paul is laying out here the truth that you and I need to hold on to and run after and not forget and always look for is what is the grace that I have and the, attack, the task that I am meant to accomplish with that? We're meant to change the world. You five just went down to Honduras and changed that part of the world where everywhere you went. Is it true? Yeah. We're meant to change the world. We are, we are the company of world changers that are meant to bring the kingdom of God to the world around us to where we see the systems of this world line up to the systems of our God. Amen. And each of us has the different grace or the different strength to be able to accomplish the task that he has set and designed you to do. I love it. I love it, man. It's just, it's powerful. Um, Uh, Let me read uh, out of the Passion in verse 7 and 8. Paul says I have been made a messenger of this wonderful news by the gift of grace that works through me. Grace is instilled in us and we're not robots. Man, don't you love not being a robot? I love it. I don't love God because I have to. Sarah wasn't looking good. I did the robot for a second. This is a little bit. Yeah. I love it that we're not robots you know I've said this a hundred times you know one of the stupidest things to me in the world when we were in high school and, and uh, somebody want to fight over a girl man is that not stupid or what like it's real simple hey you want to go with him or are you going to be with him what do you want to do oh no we got to fight I never had that issue and I would not have done that that's a stupid reason if if no I'm saying I never faced I never faced that issue I never I never was uh, I didn't have all them girlfriends and stuff like that I wasn't out doing all that I never got uh, yeah she did that to me at 16 and that was it so now we're lifelong partners. Yes, uh, I am. Yes, I'm very. Really? Okay, that's cool. Anyway, I'm not in trouble. I didn't say anything wrong. Let me just keep going then. Go deeper, Sarah. I mean, are you, do you know what I'm saying? Is that not that makes sense? I mean, if if I remember so vividly, a friend of mine, like we were we were at the lockers or something, and he comes, around, oh man, dude, it's going down, bro. You gonna be there? And usually it's like, I mean, it's always yeah, yeah. What's what's going on? Oh man, nah, dude. Uh, his girlfriend's name was Melanie. Anyway, I won't say his name, <laughs> but I was about to. <laughs> and he was like, nah, man. This other guy, he is. I don't remember his name now. He like he he's wanting to talk to Melanie this and that? And I said, Well, does she want to talk to him? You know, she want to. You know, in our day it was go around, right? Yeah, does she want to go around with him? I don't know, bro, but it's going down. You gonna be there because you know he's got all them friends. I'm gonna get Bobby and and I was like, bro, what what the heck, man? Ask her. What do you mean? Ask her. You're gonna fight over a girl? Does she? If she does, what if she doesn't really want to be with you? And you're gonna go over here and you fight this dude. You're gonna win or you're going to lose. Either way, you know you're gonna get caught. We always get caught fighting. How many times have we been S R C already? How many SWATs we got? We always get caught. It doesn't matter. Go behind the building at Fondville. There was this little corridor that we could hide. We thought we could hide. You know, there's no windows or nothing. So we'd all meet there, and it never fails. You're over there throwing down, and all of a sudden. Here comes Coach Williams or Coach Babbin. And then everybody gets SWATs, you get SRC, you get suspended, then you get it again. Well, I got it again when I got home, right? I remember telling him, bro, if she doesn't want to be with you, then, like, let her go. Nah, man. Nah, bro. Nah, man. Okay, then I'm not jumping in for any of that. If they all jump on you, I'll jump in. But no, no, we're not doing that. I'm not going to get in something over if she doesn't like you. or not. Anyway, do you know what I mean? It's just stupid. And, and so what I'm getting at is I love it that the part of breaking free from it, because religion ties you up and tells you what you have to do. It doesn't tell you what he wants you to do. And I love that we have the freedom to step into our God-given strengths And worship by drawing, sitting against the wall. I love it. Man, I love it. So, what is your grace? What is your strength? What is your calling that you know so far? The part that you know so far. Because you're not done. You're not done. You're not done. I don't think we're, if, if, um, if I were to die here right now, not yet. I don't, I don't really want to just yet. <laughs> I want to see uh, some more of the grandkids. Um, but I feel like the moment that I'm, even the moment that my spirit would leave my body, I still wouldn't be full. Not until I get up there and I'm standing face to face. What I mean by that is the moment that you and I think we got it figured out, you don't. And you never did. <laughs> so we, I really firmly believe we need to find our strength, find our, our, our grace for what we have the power to do right now. Press into that, run full hard Go for it, go for it, but keep our peripherals open for the other road that he wants to take us on. Where does your strength lead? Where does it go? What's this other avenue that he wants to take you down? Because man, there's this other thing deep inside of you that you're not tapping into yet. Does that make sense? There's more than you and I know. And that is what he wants to pull out so that you and I can change the world. I love... That there's more to me that meets the eye. <laughs> I love it that there's more that he wants to do. You know, you know, this is the, the okay. See, like that right there, man. He just he just pointed that. I get it. Okay, I get it. It's not that more that he wants to do. It ain't about what he wants to do. It's that he's already done it. It's not that, oh, man, I wish Megan would hurry up and figure this out so she can step. No, no, it's already in you, Megan. It's already in you, John. It's already there. It's already there. The strength, the depth, every bit of the kingdom of heaven is in you along with the grace of what he designed you and I to do. Does this make sense? Are you all with me? Um, hmm. You know, it's funny. I get uh, this last uh, three years. Yeah, last three years. I've gotten I got corrected a whole lot. I don't go there anymore with when I talk about uh, I used to talk um, very, very down about my 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 leading of worship. I've been leading worship on and off since 1991. I for for the. Longest time, I always said this phrase, right? And nobody was going to buy my records. Um, Mainly because my voice. I was very down on my voice. And I don't, for a moment, think that I have some awesome... I I don't think that, right? Um, And, man, the Lord began to correct me. I started to get prophetic words from other people that didn't know me from Adam. uh, And and it happened several times. And um, the whole time... Uh, there's this thing with me and him uh, whenever i 'm just just me and i'm just i'm in it 's my place with him right in my my secret place and i 'm worshiping it, it, what i what I know from him and how he speaks to me is man that 's my boy he loves it you may not, but he loves it, and that 's okay that's good right and so i didn 't mean that forceful, sorry, that sounded a little rough, I guess no. Okay. But what I love is that <laughs> what I love is that that's not that's not all of my gifting. And that's not even my strongest gifting. And I'm not trying to be arrogant here. I know what some of my grace and my strength is for. And as I was going and and, and beginning in church and, and, and walking, and then there's this other little avenue that opened up. You know, they wouldn't let me play my Eddie Van Halen when I first got to playing in worship. But, you know, at least I got to play open chords and stuff. And then, you know, we're going to try to bring back some a little bit of rock into it. But anyway, but that wasn't my my only avenue. And there was this side avenue of this and side avenue of that and this kind of grace here. And, 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 and as things began to happen, I realized that he's not limited to work through me and he's not even limited with what he created in me does that make sense like there's there 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 are weaknesses that I have there are strengths that I attain to right and that's why we're the body because we work together and we fit And the grace that you have is one that I don't right And so we've got to begin to press in, I believe, to the deeper or to the new depth of what your grace is and where your grace is going. What is it that he needs for you to do? Because he wrote it out in your DNA before he created the world. He, he wrote all that out. This is your strength. This is your weakness. This is, this is who you are. This is all oh man, They're going to do this, 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 and this. Boom, boom, boom. And now's the time to step into that. Amen? Let me just read one more, one more part real quick, and, and I'm going to end there for a foundation piece here. Um, mm, man. I'm like, y'all, I'm trying to pick my highlight moment here, what i got to share. So there's there's two aspects that are that are the most important for setting a foundation of grace operating in your life, and in the world around you, and one is in verse or chapter three here. Um, we're gonna do two, we're gonna do two spots. We'll do the bottom of chapter three, and we're gonna jump in one piece in chapter four, and we'll end there. Look at verse fifteen or uh, verse fourteen. Um, in chapter three, Paul says, "For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, uh, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Don't tell me that the people that don't know him yet aren't part of him. Amen. He just stated it right here. Um, they just don't know that yet. Uh, that derives its name, uh, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory, look here, to be strengthened with the power, with power through Holy Spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, height, and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Does that make sense? See, there's more to it than you and I can know. Um, amen. Ah, I got to back up to look at verse eight. Uh, Paul says to me, the very least of all the saints his grace was given to preach to the Gentiles, the unfathomable riches of Christ. Look here and to bring light to the administration of the mystery for which uh, all ages has been hidden in God who created all things so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. That's what grace is for. It's okay. It's just the AC unit. Don't worry. It's not the predator coming through. <laughs> so there is, go to chapter four, but there is the height, depth, width, and the fullness of his love that we're trying to understand and we're, working into. And there is the grace that he has given you and I so that we can understand what is the uh, manifold or the multifaceted wisdom of God. Amen. Uh, and then here in chapter four, oh my goodness, man, this is what I want to leave you with today. Um, Verse one says, therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, I implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, uh, being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Man, let me let me. Oh, I got a rabbit trail here, man. I got to. Uh, is this not look like family? You know, you know, anybody's family. Absolutely. Always get along. <laughs> oh, Lord. There's some of them folks that come walking in the door and you're like, oh, Shondai, Shondai, please let him say something. I'm going to put the Holy Ghost. Like, you know, we, woo, there's some of them that get like that. But look at what he's talking about. I implore you to walk in a manner that is worthy of the calling with which you have been called with all humility and gentleness. With patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. That means that somebody in the church is gonna get on your nerves. They're gonna get on your last nerve. Don't look around right now. I know some of y'all are thinking, This is real life. That's what I love about God, and He's real. You know, forgive me, but He's not that Jesus with the little lamb. You know that picture I'm talking about where he's like that? That's the sad Jesus. That's not my Jesus. My Jesus looked like the ultimate warrior or one of the road warriors. <clears throat> We're going to have to deal with stuff. But the beautiful thing is core church having the strength and the grace to do family and kingdom family. We have the grace to learn and to teach how to tolerate And walk through all humility and lead one another and step into all the picture of kingdom family with gentleness. I love that what you said, Eric, about how y'all were down there was so different. You know, because that's the reality of how he really is. You know what I mean? There's so much I want to go to. Sorry. Um, But now jump down to verse 7. Here's where I'll leave. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. Um, Let me read out of the passion. As a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you uh, to walk holy in a way that is suitable for your high rank given to you in your divine calling with tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another, especially toward those who may try your patience. Be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace, being one body and one spirit, And as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. And then verse 7. And he has generously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. The gift of Christ is not only immeasurable, it is unfathomable. the strength that you and I walk in, the grace that we live by, and the influence that he gives us by that grace is it the same limitless capacity. What I'm saying is there is no limit to the strength and the power in you and I, no limit that comes from him. The limit is us in our limited capacity to walk out the limitless power that he's he's given us. Does that make sense? And that is the beautiful thing about the relationship with the Father, the relationship with Jesus, the relationship with the Holy Spirit, is that you and I, we're getting to run into the ocean and test the waters and strengthen our swimming. How long can we swim well, my capacity doesn't let me go all the way out there, especially if you're in Galveston. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Seaweed tangles you up, and slows you down. Right? You can't even get to the water without getting in it. But with God's grace in you and I, there's none of that. His side of it, it's limitless. Man, Zo, how far do you want to go? Come on, Zoe, come on. And Zoe will step up and say, ah, wait a minute, I don't want to go there. And he'll say, okay. Why did I pick on you for that? I had to help John out. So what I wanted to ask today is that I really would love if you would go and read all of Ephesians and just kind of get this in your, in your thought process, the words that he's saying. I mean, if you would read it a few times this week so that Sunday when we go back and we're diving into some of these other details, I really believe that there would be some just some magnificent things that would pop off because we'll all be coming together with that unity of that desire, that that uh, that that purpose and intent. Right. And I I think some things would really shift uh, for you and I both. Um, But the main thing is to begin to ask, okay, Lord, where my where's my grace and where does it go to? What is my strength Because you and I are meant to change this city, and we're going to do that. But we won't do it if we sit around all the time doing the same things, sitting here, singing the same songs, coming to the same encounter. I don't want the same. I want to grow. I mean, I don't want last week's Cheerios or nothing like that. I don't even eat Cheerios. I don't want none of that. I want the fresh steak. And so how do we do that? Well, for you, I don't know. You and Father, you and Holy Spirit, figure that out for you and take those steps. And when we come together as a body, that's what the encounter night is really going to be all about. It's about you and I stepping in together as a, as a bigger group and see what God is doing, see how, how we can step. What is he saying? You know, we, st- we haven't had it happen in a while, and I've been kind of wondering. You know, we have some protocol here, obviously, in our prophetic culture. You know, uh, Raquel has been set in places that, that that's that's her that's her office, right? That's who she is. That's part of the grace for her as a prophet. And so if you get a word, you feel like there's something like what you did man, in worship or whatever. Go to her and tell her. And we'll go from there. That's what the encounter night is going to be all about, is us stepping into that that deeper peace that happens when we all come together. Does this make sense? This is is more the equipping and the training. That's our responsibility is to equip and train and lead and, 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 and to push the church, push you guys into that grace that you already have and into the one that's waiting on you. Amen? Man, we were going to the to lift strong run fast at gym here for all those years hadn't been in over a man it's been a year and a half and you can tell anyway we'd be there man i would hate scott man scott wells he's the owner good friend of ours now at this point i'd hate it scott would come over there hey man why are you why are you no no i think you can do you can do a little more than that you know at my peak i'm over here squatting you know over 300 pounds pushing up close to 400 and i'm like scott Look at me, man. I don't need to be doing all that weight. No, man, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. And me, I'd listen. Raquel's over here deadlifting all this big heavy weight, and he'd be over there. Oh, that's lightweight for you, Raquel. See how easy you picked that up? Man, we hated that. But he it's exactly his job. He's supposed to push you because he knows what you can do, right? Oh, you're only going to do that today? You feeling bad? Did you hurt your back? You want to use the roller? You want to take a second and roll your back out real quick? You want me to, here, let me see. Where's it at? Hey, man, I didn't even said nothing. Put some more plates on there. Anyway, stand with me, if you would. I hope that this, this makes sense? I know I rabbit trailed a little bit, and John's okay with it, so that's okay. So let's step into our grace for your benefit, but also for Coors, but even more so for Conroe. Man, for Conroe, come on, Father. I just thank you so much. Um, you know, and uh, I love what Sarah said, Lord, about a prophetic act. So, man, I just I put my hand up, Lord, just as a prophetic act of receiving, uh, man. And and just just give us more, Lord. Give us more uh, insight. You've already given us every blessing, every uh, limitless capacity is what you have from your side. And it's our side, it's our thinking, it's our understanding, it's our faith uh, that we need to increase, it's our fear that needs to decrease, it's our, uh, our movement towards you that needs to gain momentum. And so we come this morning and I am asking you to help all of us to understand, to see, to not be afraid, but to press into where we need to go for that deeper capacity, Lord to touch, to grab a hold of, to be fulfilled in that limitless space and I pray that most of all, Father, that this week, that our time in the secret place, there would be deeper encounter so that we could step deeper into the grace, the strength that you've given us, that our, 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 our giftings and our graces, our strengths that we don't yet know or understand, I pray that they would begin to come alive, that they would, there would, our eyes would begin to open in those areas that we have not seen yet. And I pray in the name of your Son that, man, we would press through Whatever on our end may be holding us back. I speak directly to any spirit of fear. Fear is not a thing or not an emotion. Fear is a thing. It's a spirit. And it is not of God. And I speak to that thing right now. If there is any fear over anyone's life right now to step into certain things, Lord, we break that in the name of Jesus. This is a house of glory, not a house of shame. It's a house of encouragement, one of, not one of pushing aside. We, it's a safe place, and we, together, as your sons and daughters in this community, we will push through. So I speak directly to the spirit of fear, the spirit of doubt. Uh, we, we break you off of anyone's life in this, in this house right now in the name of Jesus. Anyone watching or listening, we break it off in the name of Jesus. There is no thing that can hold you back. There's no thing that can hold you back, church. Nothing. You are, the, are part of the kingdom of God. You are a divine son and daughter, and you have full access and right to the kingdom of the living God. So let's walk in it, and let's run the race. Amen? Amen? He's good. Amen? Can we give him a hand clap this morning? So, Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Father, for your goodness. We ask, just just bless everyone as we leave this place. We come back with just full-on readiness, Father, to dive in deeper and deeper and deeper. We love you. We thank you. We exalt you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you need prayer for anything specific, man, please come up here and and see us. Uh, We'd love to pray with you. We love you all. God bless. And we'll see you. Peace out.